the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. We certainly wish the 16-year-old boy shot uh, in the hilltop in the wee hours of Saturday morning well. He was uh, sleeping on the floor of his home when someone drove by about 4 a.m. and fired into the home. Uh, One of the shots struck him. He was taken to a local hospital in critical condition. He is expected to survive his injuries, but it is the latest example of how violent the city of Columbus has been. And that, of course, is a reflection upon the policies of the mayor, Andrew Ginther. In Washington, D.C., the Washington Post has strayed far from what it was in the Watergate era, where its reporters then, Carl Bernstein and Bob Woodward, led the investigation that led to the resignation of an American president. Apparently, doing that once is good enough for the Washington Post, as they have heretofore shown no interest in reporting either the Hunter Biden laptop story or the revelations from Elon Musk at Twitter that Executives at Twitter conspired to censor news content that, had the Post pursued it, uh, might have won them another Pulitzer for reporting that ended the presidency of an American president. Instead, the Post has taken the other side. Well, once upon a time, we got rid of a president who deserved to be uh, chased from office by his malfeasance. Uh, let's take the opportunity this time to try to keep a compromised president in office. And so the Washington Post has joined with the New York Times and many other mainstream media to keep the Hunter Biden laptop story out of the news. Now the Washington Post is doing some enterprising reporting, and it's interesting enterprising reporting. And it's about Hunter Biden, but it's not about his laptop. It's about how Hunter Biden is going to fight the oversight of a House committee that is going to call Hunter Biden and his business associates before them and try to get to the bottom of all his business dealings with China and Russian interests. Now, this is a get-your-popcorn-ready moment because according to the Washington Post, in a story uh, reported on Saturday, Hunter Biden plans to come out swinging and various Democratic groups, well, they have wonderfully democratic names facts first usa remember with a democrat it's always the opposite of what they say it is right build back better did that build anything back or better no inflation reduction act did that reduce inflation no what's the marriage one they just did something about defense of marriage the defense of marriage act uh basically obliterates what marriage has been since uh, the beginning of time until about 10 minutes ago when we decided that same-sex couples could marry. So anytime it's a Democratic operative, 
or operation, the name is going to confound what it's really about. So I'm not surprised that one of the organizations that will be coming to Hunter Biden's defense is called Facts First USA, which means there will be no facts and the USA will not be first in what it is intending to do. But Hunter's got a bunch of money. Of course he does. From Burisma in Ukraine and from uh, CFA in China. And so Hunter and his pals have put these organizations together and they're going to come out swinging against James Comer and the other House Republicans when they get to investigating them. Now, what you might not know is you might say, well, why are these Republican Congress people wasting a minute of their time investigating Hunter Biden, the withdrawal from Afghanistan, the origins of COVID and other things? I want them, weren't they elected, Bruce? If they were Democrats, you would say, hey, get to work, do your job. Don't be taking time away from your job to do this. Well, you know they have uh, a plethora of committees in Congress. One of the committees is a full-time job, (laughs) speaks to the preponderance of uh, government funny business that we need a full-time committee to do nothing but exercise oversight on what's going on. It's called the House Oversight Committee. You say, well, I haven't heard of the House Oversight Committee the last two years. Of course not, because the House was controlled by Democrats and the Senate was controlled by Democrats. And the last thing either wanted to do was investigate Democrats. So the greatest gig in Washington the past two years has been as a member of the House or Senate Oversight Committee. Because there was no oversight. Hunter Biden, laptop, huh? What? Never heard of it. Feckless withdrawal from Afghanistan. I don't know of which you're speaking. Wide open southern border. Are you kidding? Alejandro Mayorkas just told us it's secure. So did Kamala Harris. What two greater authorities on it do you need than that? So no, there's been no oversight. But now there's going to be oversight. And so Hunter Biden knows he's going to be called before the House. His business associates are going to be called before the House. Maybe his uh, former uh, prostitute slash girlfriends are going to be called before the House. But Hunter is going to come out swinging. That is why he and his pals have formed Facts First USA. Guess who doesn't like this idea? The White House. The White House doesn't like this idea. Here's a quote from the Washington Post story over the weekend. No one thinks this strategy of putting Hunter Biden front and center is smart, said one Democrat involved in the broader effort who requested, of course, anonymity. No one, including the White House, thinks this is a smart strategy. Wow. That's a real collision of brilliance there. Hunter Biden plotting strategy on one hand and Joe Biden and his acolytes uh, planning strategy on another. (laughs) How much money does Hunter Biden have to fund such an effort? Well, back in March, the Washington Post reported that CEFC China Energy and its executives paid $4.8 million over 14 months to entities controlled by Hunter and his uncle, James Biden. When I did, when I read that sentence the first time, I did like a triple take. I thought, wait a minute. The Washington Post woke media organization 
has corroborated and, and reported that the son and brother of a sitting president in a 14-month period of time got almost $5 million from a Chinese energy company, and that's not setting off alarm bells in Washington? I hate to go, but I'm going to, down the road of asking you, do you think if Eric Trump got $4.8 million from a Chinese energy company, that would raise an eyebrow in Washington? If it had been documented by the Washington Post, do you think the Washington Post would have any interest in pursuing that story beyond just reporting it and laying it out there for you to look at as if it's a lawn ornament to admire but not look at too closely? We all know the answer to that. Tony Bobolinsky, who can't get a mention in the Washington Post or the New York Times, has said repeatedly that he was part of the deal that gave Jim Biden and Hunter Biden, that exact lump sum of money that the Washington Post reports they received. Yet the Washington Post, have they like tried? Who? Tony who? Huh? Baba what? Never heard of him. Have they interviewed him? Have they? No. No. This is craziness to me. Oh, there's another Democratic leaning group that's involved in this. Remember, remember, the name never tells you what it's really about. So what's the name of this Democratic organization? The Congressional Integrity Project. (laughs) The Congressional Integrity Project. How much money do you have to steal to be part of the Congressional Integrity Project? Ooh, I hazard a guess. The Congressional Integrity Project, according to a memo, is prepared to Criticize Republicans for turning a blind eye to the foreign business dealings of former President Donald Trump and his family. Yeah, of course, but Trump, right? That's always the defense. You think anybody on the Congressional Integrity Project is a subscriber to the Washington Post? You think they read that paper? You think they know that Hunter Biden and Jim Biden got almost $5 million in 14 months, yet they're going after Trump and his associates? started the show today by talking about a provocative social media post I saw by someone I don't know, but Robbie Starbuck, the gentleman's name, he asked the question, what three people uh, are most responsible for the uh, death of American values? And I can't pin it down to one specific person because who do you blame for the fact that freedom of speech is not something that everybody agrees on? I mean, is Barack Obama to blame for that? Uh, is Bill Clinton to blame for that? I, I don't know. Is uh, George Bush to blame for that? Anybody? I don't know. But I know that we got to get to the point where we have equal protection under the law and that free speech is something that we all agree on. Now, right now, there's this raging situation going on with Elon Musk, the billionaire, Mr. Tesla, Mr. SpaceX rocket, buying Twitter and trying to restore free speech. Is that popular? Is that popular? Well, Twitter membership is up by about a million per week since Musk bought it six weeks ago. So I would just say, from the numbers, people must love free speech more than they love being banned if you tweet any number of things. Criticism of Dr. Fauci, um, the fact that the Wuhan virus you know, was not a random accident from a wet market, uh, that... Uh, 
teachers are grooming kids in our public schools, any of those things could get you banned. Uh, you don't even have to have an original thought. You can just repost content from somewhere else. Libs of TikTok was banned seven times. You know what Libs of TikTok is 100%? Posting wacky, wild, perverted, disgusting, demented things that Libs say on TikTok. They don't even editorialize. They just say, here it is. Take a look. Oh, it's hateful. Terrible. So Elon Musk raised eyebrows over the weekend when he mocked the whole transgender movement by saying that his preferred pronouns are, and I quote, prosecute Fauci. He said, my preferred, my pronouns are prosecute slash Fauci. An hour later, he tweeted that things are about to get spicy. Now, that led a lot of people to think, uh-oh, Elon Musk has the goods on Anthony Fauci. And he has the goods on criminal activity by Anthony Fauci. And boy, did the Democrats come out of the woodwork to defend Anthony Fauci, Arizona Senator Mark Kelly. Elon, please don't mock and promote hate toward already marginalized and at risk of violence members of the LGBTQ plus community. They are real people with real feelings. Furthermore, Dr. Fauci is a dedicated public servant whose sole motivation was saving lives. Dr. Fauci's sole motivation was saving lives. Hmm. Musk responded to Mark Kelly. I strongly disagree forcing your pronouns on others when they didn't ask and implicitly ostracizing those who don't is neither good nor kind to anyone. As for Fauci, he lied to Congress and funded gain-of-function research that killed millions of people. Not awesome, in my opinion. Oh, but there's more. Uh, James Clapper. Yes, the same James Clapper who lied. No, excuse me, John Brennan. I get get ex-CIA officials who lied to Congress confused. John Brennan is who I'm talking about. John Brennan did not like the prosecute Fauci tweet. He responded to Elon Musk thusly. Dr. Fauci is a national hero who will be remembered for generations to come for his innate goodness and many contributions to public health. Continuing the John Brennan tweet, despite your business success, you will be remembered most for fueling public hate and divisions. Is that what Elon Musk will be remembered for? Fueling public hate and divisions? Or will he be remembered more for, like, landing a rocket back on Earth after he shot it up to the moon? Or will he be remembered for creating battery-powered cars? Brennan's tweet ended, You may have money, but you have no class. Uh, This did not land well for John Brennan, who uh, people reminded, people were quick to remind him of his lies before Congress and all the things that he did to uh, violate his oaths of office. So where does this end? Do we get some kind of fair reckoning for Anthony Fauci and others, or are we going to be a country where if you have power, you are immune? For instance, here's what Jack Dorsey, who used to own Twitter, here is what Jack Dorsey said to members of Congress in 2018 when they asked him a very simple question, and he gave a very unmistakable answer. Are you censoring people? No. Twitter shadow banning prominent Republicans is bad. 
Is that true? No. Those are blatant lies to Congress. Now, Michael Flynn, Paul Manafort, and others were convicted of lying to the FBI. I assume if you can't lie to the FBI, you can't lie. I mean, why are you under oath if you can lie and get away with it? Anthony Fauci's been before Congress a bajillion times. You think he ever lied to Rand Paul? Think he ever lied about funding gain-of-function research? Think he ever lied about his financial stake in Pfizer and other companies like that? Is Anthony Fauci going to be held to a standard that the Jan 6 protesters? You can even call them rioters. I don't care. The Jan 6 uh, arrestees? Do we have equal justice? If Jack Dorsey can go in front of Congress and lie... If Anthony Fauci can go in front of Congress and lie, do we have equal justice under the law? No, we don't. We don't. And if we don't have equal justice under the law, this plays out. I bet it's played out in your corporation or your business, right? I used to be part of a business that prized its internal culture, and they would hold up their open-door policy. Everybody's treated the same here. There are no special favors here. No one here is bigger than anyone else. There are no haves and no have-nots. Everybody is pulling equally on the rope. We're all the same. That was the corporate mindset. And then one day, somebody at the company... uh, wound up in the headlines for doing something that nobody ever wants to end up in the headlines for. And there was not one consequence for it. Not one. And I can go back and trace the uh, diminishing of that company's success to that particular day. Because when people find out that everything that you are founded upon is a fraud, they tend to not believe anything about what they are being told. And if we are going to be citizens of a country where we're told that there's equal protection under the law and we're told that there's freedom of speech, but there's some speech that is not free to be said and there's some culpability that occurs, like mm, lying to Congress or lying about the origins of a pandemic that kill millions of people here and worldwide and there's no penalty for that well then there may be some vestiges of america that still exist the problem will be no one will believe it because of the one thing you've been proven to lie about three-star general michael j flynn head of the pentagon intelligence agency knew all the government's dirty secrets he was one of the most respected generals in the military flynn knew what the intel world had been up to he understood its funding he ordered the first audit of the use of contractors this set off alarm bells the explosive new documentary flynn deliver the truth whatever the cost and covers the facts behind this scandal flynn told the truth he was the most dangerous person for donald trump to hire i find out the worst enemy that i'm going to face in my life is right here here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.